Welcome to Merrickville. Great to have your company, Sydney. Every day is a pleasure to be broadcasting today, but it's a pleasure to have my good friend Justin Hamilton back in the studios. Welcome back, Hamo. Mate, I have been in Melbourne where it is Game of Thrones winter. I'm saying this and I'm saying it up now. Good on your global warming. I'm loving the day. <laughs> Isn't it funny, like, literally, I've been walking around in a T-shirt <laughs> right. today, and I walked past some people I work with here when I was outside, yeah. and I just went, I'm wearing the T-shirt, and I just went, oh, I've called it a bit too early, haven't I? And I went, yeah, yeah. put a shirt on, maybe, mate. maybe some sleeves, mate. Nah, bugger that, back yourself. This is great yeah. weather, I've got a tan, I'm ready to go. Yeah, but I'm wearing Speedos as well. I have pushed it, I've pushed the envelope How, how today. pissed are the next generation going to be with us for really enjoying this summery winter we've got when the... Ocean takes over Australia. Mate, I don't have kids. I don't have an issue with it. I'll be fine. <laughs> it's not a big deal, mate. Jesus, if our kids can't deal with a little bit of crop failure, I mean, seriously. Just teach them how to surf. They'll be oh, fine. Come on. You can eat sand and coal. Toughen up, kids. We've got coal. Coal's good. Eat it. Comedian Justin Hamilton with me today. Great to have you back, Hamo. Oh, What's thank on? Thank you. Uh, we, later on, we're going to talk about the uh, movie Dunkirk, because surprise, surprise, I'm very interested in seeing another war movie. Have you seen it, Hamo? Mate, my middle name is Christopher Nolan. Bang. I knew that you'd be on it. How many times have you seen <laughs> Dunkirk already? Look, I like, you're saying it as if, like, I have heaps of spare Three. Three times. <laughs> yeah. Are you a single man, Hamo? I am. And well, I, and hang I, on. And man. you know what? I plan on staying single so I can keep seeing this movie. <laughs> that was some real forward thinking by your mother hang to on. name you Justin Christopher Nolan Hamilton, because I don't yeah. reckon he would have made any movies when you were born. Mate, my mum's a very smart woman. Appreciate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pre- yeah. uh, um, quick question. Have you seen the film more times than days it's been out in cinemas? Look, it was it, uh, it was, it was getting, point. you know what, as of Friday, yes. Okay, <laughs> okay. we'll be getting that to, uh, to that a little bit later on in the show, but an old favourite's back, ladies and gentlemen. Give us the pain. Ouch. Life is pain. Very ouch. My sister wanted the scissors, so she came up and grabbed them, and I snatched them back, and then she stabbed me in the eye with them. <laughs> Welcome to Merrickville's Hurt Locker. Okay. In case you're a new listener or just an old listener with some sort of acquired brain damage and a poor memory. Some of our biggest fans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what? You've probably been on this segment but have already yeah. forgotten. Sometimes they speak to me face to face and then hang up. I don't understand what's happened. So confusing. Uh, Hurt Locker is where we find something innocuous. It could be anything from a tree or or it could be an item or a time, whatever it is. And we work on the premise that whatever that small thing is, somebody listening to this show Mm. has managed to hurt themselves in an hilarious way as a result of that thing. What's the item today? Let's spin the wheel. Oh, let it be glitter. Let it be glitter. Oh, I'm glad we're not doing road rage. Oh. Oh, Not even up there. Don't be a smart ass. Today it is liquids. Oh. Liquids. Liquids. Now, I put this on the board some time ago. Actually, right. I think months ago. I said liquids because my wife had told a story oh. about how it went what? No. <laughs> Hang on, what? Hang on, what was that? What? Just got nervous. That's all. Why, you, uh, for, sorry, it's mate, all, Lawrence isn't in here today. It's second. okay. I can relax. Do you what? think it's funny for me to say my wife and liquids? What was that? 
Like, uh, look, I don't want to make this awkward, but I, I thought you were freaking out because, like, Merrick's not meant to let anyone know that he's married. Is that what it is? It? <laughs> no, to... it's not that. What, what is it? What, what's he giggling that, about? What he's supposing <laughs> is that there's some sort of humour can be had from my wife and the additional word liquids. Jeez, Liam, what are you doing, mate? Why'd uh, you do that? Uh, You're making audio, this weird. If audio producer Maddie is uh, listening, there's some promo opportunities in what Merrick just said. <laughs> you but... are not. No, mate, there's no opportunities there. That's hurtful. Anyway, my wife drank hydrochloric acid once. Oh. Yeah, that's the funny part. That's the funny part. That's where you get funny from, Liam. So I hope it was like a Marvel movie and she got superpowers. Like, what happened? She got super sick. Right. Yeah. She was at school and uh, she was in high school. And somebody, because we had the conversation about like all the dumb things I've done. And then one day she turns around and she said, oh, at school, somebody dared me to drink hydrochloric acid. So I did. Right. They told us that that's what was in our stomach in class or something like that. So she drank it and she, then she couldn't taste anything for about six weeks. Six weeks? Yeah. Man. Which is not that bad. Don't do it. Do not drink it. Right. That is horrific. Yeah, like, man. I kind of feel like that should have been worse, though. Like, Yeah. Like, she, that, she could have died, man. That, that tells me that your wife is superhuman. That she, she, For six weeks, she just didn't taste things. Yeah. Well, no, I'm, I'm not sure that she's... <laughs> Oh, but it does explain why she married me. You, the right. lack of taste. Like, Ex- explains, she says, see, yeah, explains it, off. She goes, oh, he seems like a stable guy. Yes. He's, he'd be a good bloke. He probably is not even, he doesn't even seem to appear to have any self-interest. Actually, when you put it that way, it does make a lot of sense. Well, <laughs> but isn't it funny when you think of liquids, you do go back to, uh, uh, to high school. I remember at school, there was a kid at my school called Kev, who was, uh, he was the school bully and we were all scared of him because he was a bully and we, we weren't. And he came up and he had a whole lot of uh, lighter fluid and uh, oh. he put a whole lot in his mouth and then, and said, and said, watch this. And then made a little flame and was going to blow flames out of his mouth. But a little wind came along and as he blew it out, the fl- the wind came and blew it back and singed off his eyebrows, his eyelashes and the top of his hair. And you know what we did? Nothing, because he was a school bully and we just stood there and watched as if that's what was meant to happen. It's, he set fire to his own head. Yeah. Holy cow. You know I'm what? not going to laugh at him. He'll kick the shit out of us. This is, how, this is how insane it is. At no stage did I even like think make that leap of liquids yeah. to fire. Oh yeah. Oh, no. yeah. And now that you have, how many stories are coming oh, my God. back? Have you ever had <laughs> have you ever had <laughs> nuts? Have you yeah. ever had a flaming Lamborghini? Have you ever did you ever see the adventures of Ford Fairlane oh, and think you need to flame shit. up your, your Sam Booker shake? Okay, okay. Now this this is documented, right? Yeah. I've talked about this on air before. Yeah. But uh years ago <laughs> oh this is sad. I was at Cargo Bar down at Darling Harbour. Oh uh, yeah where I used to frequent sometimes because I'm a drunk. Anyway I was down there with some mates of mine from the footy club yep. and we've been drinking yep. and somebody said, hey, let's get some shots, right? right. And somebody said, oh, we'll get um, fi- like Sambuca and we set fire to Sambuca. Of course. Seen that? It's mm. a smart idea. Fires yeah. it up. Makes yeah. it a little bit more, you yeah. see, knock it back. So all the boys line up these flaming shots, right, right. Of, of Sambuca. Yep. And because I'm a talker, I'm telling a really boring story to somebody who doesn't want to hear about it. I think I was telling them about the movie Dunkirk. 12 years before it was released. Wait a minute. <laughs> I've gone to pick up the Sambuca shot, but by this stage, it's got pretty hot. Oh, yeah. The glass is heated up. So yep. I've put it to my lips. Oh, oh, yeah. Right. And it's burnt my mouth, and I've gone, oh, shit. Bang. Thrown it over my face. Oh, great. And burnt my whole face is on fire. And what had happened is I had a little bit of growth. I'm not a very hairy man, as you know. Well, not anymore. No. <laughs> and it burnt off half my moustache. Oh. So I just had yeah. half a little. The only time I'd ever had like a mo, I'd burnt half of it yeah. off. 
and my face was on fire and everyone's going, how, how good's what's he? He'll yeah. do anything for a laugh, including setting fire to his own stupid face. And that's why you, when you do Movember, you only do two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you can do. I want to get. I just can't believe Hamo went to a, a school where the bully brought lighter fluid. Like the bullies yeah. at my school would like Mate. push you over and stuff. They brought lighter fluid to school. Mate, at my Mate. school they brought guns. Yeah, yeah. We we brought guns. Yeah. A, a, a bit. <laughs> I was selling guns. I was a gun runner. That's, uh, that's how I afforded I high school. We tried to make napalm. Yeah. Not even kidding. Uh, no, I am kidding. That's a stupid joke that I made up. When I was in uh, year nine, there was a kid that I knew in year 12 who used to buy a lot of porn and he used to give it to me and say, sell it to your friends and see what you could get. And I Speaking used of liquids. to, uh, well, not to begin with, it was always came in a plastic bag and then I would... <laughs> And uh, I would, uh, I remember selling a cup, uh, a copy of Color Climax for twenty five dollars that my friend had only bought for a buck. He thought I was a winner. <laughs> anyway, what I'm trying to say is, I've got some porn to sell, and if uh, is there still a market for it? I've got a lot of, I've got a lot of units to shift. <laughs> Are they liquid damaged? <laughs> well, they will be if you want. It costs extra. <laughs> One triple three five three. We're doing the hurt locker. Whenever you hurt yourself. <laughs> with liquids. <laughs> we are doing Hurt Locker. That's gotta hurt! Ouch, baby. Jumping up and down, trying to practice my somersault and landed on the springs. And I've got oh! my cat's crackers caught in between the springs. Everybody oh. hurts. Welcome to Merrickville's Hurt Locker. Today is liquids. Now, this mm. may possibly be the only time in Hurt Locker history mm. where we've thrown up a subject and somebody hasn't done a nut injury. Right. <laughs> no, no, no mention right. of the word degloved. No, no, that's it. Exactly. Mm. No one has split their sack as a result today. Oh, that was so if, awful. If, was if you're a diver who's listening, who uh, mistimed oh, a dive and landed but, on your nutsack and blew your balls ball, open, ball, please call us. Ball bends. Ball bends. Oh, that'd be painful. Mate, we've all had the ball bends. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes just get in in a spa. <laughs> Stan in Warrenora. Hello. <laughs> America, you go. Yeah, very good indeed. Good to see you laughing at the other end. Justifies the job, mate. Okay. <laughs> For Hurt Locker, talk about liquids. Oh, uh, yeah. I used to work with a, a bricklayer uh, on a building site. And one day, you know, five litre water bottles, the, the jugs they bring to work? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he, uh, it was a hot day, middle of summer. He took a big swig out of his bottle and he it went down the wrong way. He coughs it up and landed on the concrete, you know, a big spit. Anyway, I was watching it for a while. started bubbling up, yellow bubbly, you know, sort of thing. And I said, mate, what's that you're drinking? And he goes, that's um, hydrochloric acid and water. I said, what the? <laughs> anyway, yeah. I said, what happened? What happened? He said, oh, I went to the doctor 20 years ago because he's a heavy drinker smoker because he was feeling crook. And the doctor said, if you don't stop drinking and smoking, you're going to die within two years. And he said, oh, bugger you. And I walked out the door, went to see another doctor, and the doctor told him the same thing. So on the way out of the second doctor, the doctor says to him, listen, mate, I've got something that'll give you a couple extra years, you know. Just drink, just drink, this is serious, just drink, uh, make up a five-litre jug of water, put a tablespoon of hydraulic acid, hydraulic, yeah, hydraulic acid in it, no. mix it up and drink that all day, you know. That'll give you a couple more years, you know. Anyway, he'd been drinking that for, for 20 years. He was still alive, eh? 
But the hurt part in this, every day I was watching him drinking this fluid, was hurting me just watching him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. He's drinking hydrochloric acid. Yeah. And, 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 and what was that doing? Was that like burning away all the uh, well, other damage he was doing to himself? I, I don't know, but, that, but you know why he spat it up? He's running late that morning. Instead of putting one tablespoon in, he poured it straight out the bottle. He said, I put too much in. That's why he spat it up. Oh, if anybody's listening, do not take that advice on. That is not medical advice. You have hydrochloric acid in your stomach, but it's contained within I, the stomach. I think, I think yeah. Stan's mate misheard the doctor. I think the doctor said hydrolyte. Oh, yeah. 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 Some hydrolyte. You're a big drinker. Have some hydrolyte. It would be oh, better off eating a hydroponic Lord. setup. Oh, my God. Like, what is he doing? Yeah, you know, just uh, just gargle it. You'll be right. We'll get the tar off your, your vocal cords. We'll get the heart started again. Oh, my Lord. It's a strong start. All right, Cham, in, uh, whereabouts are you calling from, Cham? Uh, Lele Park, mate. Oh, hello, mate. How are you doing all right? Oh, not too bad, guys. Um, right. So, had a nap one night, and I was very thirsty. Like, you know, you eat something salty the night before, and I was thirsty. as. Normally, my little sister leaves the kettle cold, but this time she's going to turn it on. And I was, I just woke up, smacked it straight down my throat, boiling water, man. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh. Jesus, Cham. Oh, God. Mate, were you in that big a rush that you couldn't just feel the kettle? Like, I mean, you couldn't just go, you know what, I'll just, no, 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 there's no time for feeling temperature today. I've got a drink. I was too thirsty, couldn't think. Oh, man, nightmare. Wow. And did it burn, yeah. your, it would have burnt your stomach, but it would have burnt your mouth as well, Chan. Um, my esophagus was done for about two months or so, so oh. I Oh, bloody. <laughs> you know what? This is yeah. not the first time somebody's bloody sister has put on a kettle. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle in Illawong, how are you? I'm very well. How are you? Yeah, great. All right. Hurt Lock today is liquids. Go. My dad drunk truck wash. <laughs> <laughs> and, and how did that happen? Well, this is going back probably about 25 30 years ago when you used to drink the little throw-down beers. Yeah, throw-downs. And, uh, yep, so Dad was having a beer and he was about to go downstairs and uh, wash the cars and he used to wash them in truck wash. And he used to bottle the truck wash into small old throw-down bottles. Oh. And instead of picking up his beer, he picked up the bottle of truck, uh, truck wash and drunk it. Oh, oh man. Oh. How, how good were the old days when uh, family members would just put liquids that they shouldn't into Coke bottles? Like, uh, you know. And then store it in a fridge. In, fridge. in the fridge, you know. Just go, I don't want the truck wash going off. Yeah. I think I'll put it in a Coke bottle and put it in the fridge and not tell any member of my family, yeah. including my children, who yeah. love Coke. And if they drink it, they're fools. On the upside, Michelle's dad had no problems making that cr- cross-country four-day yeah. trip. Just oh, yeah. awake the whole time. He, got to no the, he went across the Nullarbor and not a single... Single grasshopper in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, we've got, got time for one more. Yeah, Des in Cancel. Hello, mate. Yeah, Mayor Justin. How are we, boys? Very good, good mate. indeed. All right, we're talking about liquids here. Yeah, mate. I uh, I had an ex-wife who was a vet nurse, and uh, they had to euthanize a cat, and she was holding the cat to the vet, and as the vet went to stab it with a needle, uh, the cat moved, so the vet missed and hit the missus or the ex-wife in the arm with the uh, the needle and injected the euthanasian liquid, the green goo, the green, at the, the same the, time. The green dream. Oh, she yeah. copped the green, the green dream. Into her arm. Uh, and it, then after that, obviously, the skin started to die around the area 
like one of them white tip ta- uh, spider spider, bites. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Des, when you say it was a nurse at a vet, was it you when she was asleep? I mean... <laughs> You'd say it was an ex. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was an ex, so she probably deserved it. Mate, oh, like, uh, I, t- I tell you what, good, uh, two thumbs up to that cat who just went, guess what, I'm not going anywhere. Like, <laughs> I, I'm not ready to go. Imagine the cat just going, why is that, why are they killing each other? Oh, <laughs> I've totally misread this situation. <laughs> I'm just here to be neutered. <laughs> here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. G'day, Mark Howard here. A year ago, I started the Howie Games podcast, which has given me a fantastic opportunity to chat with some of the biggest names in world sport. The Howie Games aims to bring you stories you haven't heard before, like this one from Melbourne Cup winning jockey, Jim the Pumper Cassidy. I got I got the grey nurses, the hundred dollar bills. Oh, the big cha- changed into twenties. <laughs> so and my, and my mate out. said, What are you doing that for? I said, I'll show you. So we got back to the hotel room, pumped took all his gear off, got the Melbourne Cup whip, tipped all the money on the bed. <laughs> and for one hour I was literally just rolling in cash. <laughs> you can listen to the Howie Games at podcastone.com.au or via the Podcast One app. There's a brand new film that is out in cinemas uh, that I'm very much looking forward to. It's called Dunkirk. It's Christopher Nolan, who, of course, made The Dark Knight. Hamo, what else has he, has he made? Everything from Memento to uh, The Prestige to Interstellar oh, to Inception. I like Inception. The Prestige. Yep. Prestige was excellent. It, mate, they're all good. Inception, that's an awesome movie. They're all corkers. He does make good movies, doesn't he? Makes he makes great movies. Well, he's made a film about the, the classic retreat from Dunkirk in France. Uh, when they uh, sailed British troops, 400,000, I think, or something like that, there across were, the English Channel. Yep, there were 400,000 trapped. This was uh, in 1940, and the German uh, soldiers were coming down to wipe them out, and the water was too shallow for them to get the war destroyers in, and so uh, what they did was uh, they got all the civilian boats to go over, yep. and the civilians went over, and they ended up saving uh, 340,000. For those, Hammer has seen it three times, uh, yep. but for those who haven't seen it, here's a little uh, snippet from the trailer. Yes, please. The enemy tanks have stopped. Why? Why waste precious tanks when they can pick us off from the air like fish in a barrel? There are 400,000 men on this beach. I love war movies. Mate, you are going to love this. <laughs> it is, you know the movie that I would compare it to the most, even though not in topic, but the way it made you feel is the movie Gravity. Did you see Gravity yeah, on the yeah, big screen? Yeah, you yeah. know how it just gets in, tells the story. It only goes for an hour and 40 minutes. It's a really quick film. Is it only an hour and 40 for Dunkirk? Yeah. That's short. Yeah. And it's, I I love Christopher Nolan. Like, I would have been happy with another hour of Interstellar. I would have been happy with another hour of The Dark Knight Rises. I was wrapped that this finished when it did because I was exhausted. Halfway through the film, with this sonic wall of sound and, and violence that's coming towards me, I started getting pins and needles in my left arm and I thought, holy shit, I'm going to have a heart attack and I'm going to have to convince everyone just to leave me here because oh. I want to see the end of the movie. It's Incredible. amazing. <laughs> Incredible, that moment where you just go, oh my God, should I finish my chock top or continue with this stroke that I'm having. Mate, continue with the stroke. I give this movie yeah. five panic corrections out of five. Like, I loved it. <laughs> it's... <laughs> how you didn't get Why? the gig... How you didn't get uh, the gig as the movie reviewer on Triple J has got me rooted. Oh, I don't know. I, can't, it I just like the idea of Richard Wilkins using that scale to re- review the movies Mate, on the, the, the Today t- Show. First time he opened his eyes in 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> Richard the 
doesn't watch the movies anymore. <laughs> Mate, he, he I've seen him. He I'm, hears the movies. Mate, he gets in, he has a little bit of a look, and then he goes, I've got to go and meet someone. He's out of there. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some hair to brush. I'm out of here. See, see you later. I like Richard. I like teasing. But, you know, uh, are you, uh, you're a, a war fan of movies, etc., mate? I reckon uh, Tom okay. Hardy in this film is, mate, He's, he's a pilot, isn't he? Mate, Spitfire pilot. Because the story's told in three time zones because the people on the beach were there for a week. The people on the boats, it took them a day to get over there and back. And the people in the Spitfires were only in the air for an hour because yep. that's all the petrol they had. So the story's yep. told in three time zones that intersect at different points. I can't wait to see that Spitfire oh. Messerschmitt engagement. That just, that just That's like everything that I, I want to see. I want to see that. I, I watched the the, uh, the movie for the first time at the George Street Cinemas and then I got out and I and I ran to Caratha in Western Australia and 20 minutes later I called someone and yelled at them everything I loved about the movie and then I ran back to Sydney. Wow. That night. I was so full of energy. <laughs> You've seen it three times. Are you going to go and see it again, am I? Mate, like I'm single. I've got nothing else to do. <laughs> okay, that was a ridiculous question. How does it compare, really quickly, how does it compare to, to something epic like Saving Private Ryan? Well, it's. I reckon it's different because Saving Private Ryan is a real exploration of uh, war and the way it, it occurs. This is a suspense movie. And, wow. And it's, uh, there's barely any dialogue. Like it's almost uh, it's almost a silent film in that regard, and you, if you're paying attention, you'll get uh, uh, characterizations from the little things that they share. But it just gets in and tells a story. And here's something that's going to blow your mind as well: Harry Styles is in it, and mm. he's really good. Like he's actually good. Merrick, yeah. he's from One Direction. Yeah, I know he is. I'm not a complete halfwit, mate. <laughs> you you'll feel dirty at the end of the which film. One, you'll feel dirty. Which one is he? He's the handsome one. The handsome one. Right, okay. The good singer too. Okay. He's, yeah. the, he's, he's, the, oh. he's the Justin Timberlake of One Direction. Yeah. He's, he's the Except junior he's... Katie Lang if he really tried really hard. Yeah. That one? Yeah. Okay. I'm with you. Gotcha. <laughs> hey, and now because junior clearly, Katie. because clearly <laughs> Hammer is a movie nerd. And clearly, Mez, you're a war nerd. Mm. I prepared a what? war movie nerd quiz for you guys yes. next. Bang! All right. All right. We'll take a little song or something like that. We'll have to take a little ad break. Okay. Oh, even better. I love ads more than so. Joined this afternoon by comedian Justin Hamilton. Mm. We've been talking about the new movie, Dunkirk. And even just then during uh, the ads, we were talking about the movie Dunkirk even more. I can't wait (laughs) to see those Spitfires just open up. Mate, you have my permission, no matter when you see it, to call me immediately when the film's over. So we can yell at each other. I'm going to talk during it. I'm going to take my mobile phone in and I'm going to talk openly throughout the film. Yeah, and and you'll be talking to me on the phone and I'll be saying, put the phone down, I'm right behind you. (laughs) (laughs) But you were saying the Spitfires they use were real Spitfires. Yeah, they, yeah. They actually, it's not all CGI. They no. put Spitfires in there. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I'm going to go and see it nine times. Yeah. All right. Nine. As okay. I mentioned, because uh, clearly, Mez, you're a war nerd and Hamo is a movie nerd, mm. I've prepared a quiz for you guys. Oh. Content. It's a good radio for content. quiz. Yeah. yeah. It's good for a radio <laughs> quiz. All right. Okay. Far okay. Away. So, what I've done, now we heard a bit of the Dunkirk trailer before. What I've done is I've gone and got some scenes, some audio from iconic war films. Oh, okay. What I need you guys to do is tell me the movie and the war that it was based around. All right. Oh. Your name is your buzzer. Uh, mm. As soon as you, uh, you <clears> buzz <throat> in, I will stop the clip. I'm terrible at quizzes. All right. Anyway. Well, this first one's pretty easy. All right. Okay. Okay. Here's the first one Hamo. Merrick, it is, that's Flight of the Valkyrie, so that is Apocalypse Now, and that was set in Vietnam. 
Well Man, done. That was a really good one. For some that's, reason, that's I w- when they're out on the choppers because the the, yeah. the air cav. I love the smell of napalm on a Mormon. Bingo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Kip. Why am I on fire? <laughs> yeah. That's the last time we knock on Robert Javal's house again. <laughs> Very good. Okay. okay. One number. All right. Here's uh, scene number two. Which war film and what war? First wave ineffective. We do not hold the beach Merrick- again. Records. That is uh, Saving Private Ryan, and which and war? that is World War Two. No Correct. How many getting pants? Yeah, I'm, I'm really bad at quizzes. I'm, I'm, I'll be honest. <laughs> but you're when good I, at movies, mate. Yeah, I know. But when I first heard that music before for the last one, I honestly thought uh, that's The Empire Strikes Back. That's not a war movie. Uh, wasn't it? That's, I mean, it's a great movie. Okay. It's not a war movie. Let me right, just okay. reestablish the, the word war. Right. Right. Sorry, it's ironic that the, one of the few movies that's actually got the word war in it yeah. is actually not a war movie. Oh, no, man. Let me just reset. This is a. War quiz. All of the audio oh, no. playing is from war movies. Mate, I, I just I just have bad attention span. Okay. It's a movie Who, quiz that happens to have war yeah, edits yeah. in it. Go. All right. This so is this is number three. Here okay. we go. Oh! Merrick, that is uh, the movie Gallipoli, and it was of oh what the f- <laughs> was. I'm glad you stopped. Oh, hang on. Incorrect, which means, uh, Hamo, I'm going to play the rest of the grab oh, for you okay. here. We go. Oh! Ah, oh, that's not a war movie. Is this Brad? That's not a war movie. Is this Hamo? Is this Hamo? Is this Braveheart? Correct. That Correct. was the, uh, the 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 war against the English, otherwise right. known as yeah. the Ashes. Yeah, oh, the oh. the Scottish War for Independence. I'll yeah. give you that. Well done. Yeah, Hamo's on the board. I watched it on the weekend. <laughs> It was really good. Yeah, oh, bit, yeah. Except the bit where they got at that hook thing at the end and cut off his jazz crackers. Mate, that looked uncomfortable. It was. It's like uh, the good old days when you could get behind Mel Gibson yelling at people and know it's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I like the bit where they've all like the, you know the British come out and yeah. they've got the archers and these guys with those massive broadswords. Yeah. And Mel Gibson's just standing there holding a phone and they've gone, no, not you, mate. It's oh. Russell's. That's Russell's. Yeah, phone. mate. It's embarrassing. <laughs> phone down. All right, two one. Here we go. Number four. Oh, am I? Oh, that's bullshit. It's gone very early, mate. That's uh, that's Gallipoli. That is uh, and, and the mate, war, Hammer. It's um, Gallipoli, mate. Mate, it's, it's the First World War. It's World War One, uh, but it's just it just brings a tear. Like you know what? Like I will never forgive the Turks for cutting Mark Lee's career short. Like I was, uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought he was as good as Mel. Yeah, specifically that was at Lone Pine. Anyway, this is a real cliffhanger because it's now two apiece, right, and okay. this is the last one. So I need to know. I have to win this. I need gonna... to know the war movie and which war it was centered around. Here we go. I had to beep out the name because they say the name of the movie there. I have, like, hang on. I have no idea. Think through it. I'll play it for you one more time. Yeah, that's it. Our men are too close to the walls. I, I, Archers, yeah, our, our men are too, too close, close to the walls. walls. Uh, I'm going to buzz you both here. All right. Uh, it's Troy. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. 
That's a woman. That's awkward. My middle name's Troy. I'm named after that. Yeah. There's so many Troys listening right now just going, oh, I should have known that. No, you shouldn't have. Mate, there's 10 layers of me. That's a very specific Troy uh, joke. I'd like a rematch. Right. One more. We'll get. Uh, well, that's uh, a tiebreaker, and we, neither of us got it. So you well, got it. So that means you've got one point. Hammer and I have got two. I've got all day. I don't. Get, I don't even care if this is boring people anymore. I, I'm sorry. I mean, I love everybody who listens to this show, but Finningham. All right. right here's, now, here's the right tiebreaker. Now, no, I don't care about anything more than just here's winning the tiebreaker. Right. Okay. I don't have a piece of audio, but here's the tiebreaker question. Okay, yeah, right, Name right. a war film mm. starring mm. Mel Gibson. Merrick. Yes. We were soldiers. I'm going to give it to him. I was going to give, say The Patriot. I'll give it to you. It's another draw. What we'll about come Mad back Max? Next week. Hey? What about Mad Max? That was a war movie. Yeah, that's right. I'll come up with another no, movie heat. quiz for you guys next week. All, All right. right. What about Love? That's a battlefield. Oh, hang on. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> hey, mate, great to see you, mate. Good to I'll, see you too. I'll let you go. I'm sorry if I bored everybody. No, not at all. I'm always happy to leave off on a bit of uh, Pat Benatar respect. Massive case of forgot there was an audience listening. That happens sometimes. <laughs> Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. Adam McDougall is the health hacker. Health hacking is simply hacking into the tools, tricks, and routines of the healthiest, happiest, and most successful people in the world and applying these little tricks and routines into your own life. I'm a health hacker because I've been a professional athlete for 20 years, but I've also combined my experience as an athlete with my university studies, from economics to nutrition and sports science, with the practical application that I achieved as an athlete to help people hack into their health. In each episode, I'm going to share with you the tools, tricks, and routines of the healthiest, happiest, and most successful people in the world. You can hack into your own health and live a happier and healthier life. The Health Hacker with Adam McDougall. Listen now at podcastone.com.au or download the Podcast One app. Colin Burnett loves trains. He loves trains so much, he decided to travel to every single Sydney train station in one day. And he did it, 178 train stations in 15 hours, 54 minutes. And he joins me on the line now. How are you, Cole? Good day, Merrick. I'm fine, thanks. Mate, first question, how long have you been a professional nerd? <laughs> Since I was born, I think. Mate, what made you do this? Why, why would you want to travel to every single train station? That's always a good question. No, it's, um, I guess I looked at it, I first heard about the one they have in, the, uh, in London when I was living over there. And um, I thought, oh, I wonder if it'll work here. So I tried it out, and uh, yeah, it was actually quite a lot of fun. So, so I've done it. 178 train stations in 15 hours and 54 minutes. Do you actually do you have to get off at every train station? Is that part of the stipulation, or you just have to pass through each train station? No, the, the train has to stop at each station. So and do you there's get a number off? of us who do this. You don't have to get off the train station to right get up. off the train at each station, because otherwise it just slows down the train and annoys all the other passengers. So uh, did you just say there's a number of you who do this, Cole? Oh, yes. Yes, it's all on uh, train uh, race challenges on Facebook. It's created, uh, we've got a group on Facebook and there's a number of us who, who do it as a race. Mate, what sort of person is, you know, like a person like yourself? You know, what you, you, obviously you guys have all got something in common. You like trains, you like the challenge of going to all these train stations yourselves. But, you know, is there another underlying thread? Are you know, you're all IT guys or, you know, do you all hate sports or, you know, what's is there another commonality? Um, well, 
Not really. I mean, there's really like two camps. There's those who really love trains, and a couple of them are actually drivers and guards for Sydney Trains in, at the moment. Yep. And uh, there's others like myself who, yes, they are IT people. That's me. I just who, bloody who, knew you were in IT, Cole. I could smell, you go. you I could smell right. the information highway a mile away. But the other one, you said they hate sports. Well, I'm actually a keen orienteer, as no. is the first guy who actually did no, no, this. Well, sorry, Cole. You just said well. that you just said orienteering was a sport. So, oh, you, do you know what orienteering is? Yes, it's when you go out in the bush with a compass and pretend you're doing a sport. That's the one. <laughs> 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 but Cole, uh, what's the uh, which line in Sydney, which train line uh, needs the most work? I mean, you've been on all the trains. Where is it at? Where are the problem areas and where are the good ones, the surprises? Uh, well, the Bankstown line's pretty boring, but that's disappearing next year. Mm-hmm. Um, the Carlingford, Carlingford one would be nice if they eventually extended that one across to um, to Epping. But yep. at um, the moment, it's a bit of a dead end out there. Do you have a favourite train station, Cole? Well, I quite like Barong. The end of the platform there. Yeah. That's not bad. Okay, it's a nice platform there. I mean, if you yeah, it is. I mean, if you're in a platform, sure. Um, what's the most <laughs> What's the most picturesque line? What's the best line? You know, like if you if you had a tourist from overseas and they said, "I just okay, I've only got time to travel on one train line in Sydney." Which one would it be? Oh well, why don't you do the easy one and just go around the the city circle and um, the view from Circular Quay of the bridge? Right. Okay. Can't really beat that one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mate, it's a, it's a stunning um, attempt that you've, well, not an attempt, an accomplishment that you've made. 178 train stations, 15 hours, 54 minutes. What's the next big thing, Kyle? What are you doing next? Uh, trying to do it faster. Okay, so try and shorten it down. There's like 5 million different combinations, isn't there? Uh, about 50 million, yeah. About 50 million different possible combinations on how you could do it. Yep. Okay. And the problem, the problem isn't just finding a faster one because, as we all know, trains don't always run to time. Mm-hmm. So the problem is you might think you can make it, but uh, I don't know, the last time we did it, urgent crossing repairs at Fairfield and you miss your train connection. Oh, God, I hate that. Then it's like starting all over again. Mate, that just does my lid. I'm not going to lie, Colin. Mate, I think what you've done is fantastic, and even though I tease you about being in IT, and uh, I didn't get around to teasing you about possibly having a mail-order bride, but I'm sorry I've run out of time. Um, (laughs) Colin, it has been an absolute pleasure. I reckon what you've done is fantastic. And even though I've teased you a bit, you've done more than I have. So good on you. Okay, Merrick. Thanks. Good on you, mate. Take it easy. Well, Sydney, the other day we were talking about uh, BMXs. And it was just a random conversation. What did you done on a BMX? Tell us a BMX story. Today we're going to do the same, but with trains. We're talking trains. It sounds like it'd be boring, but it's not, because I know you're going to provide the gear. So let's get on it. Well, let's not get on the gear. That sounds bad. That's a bad thing to say on radio. Let's not get on the gear. Let's get on the trains. We're talking trains. Give us your train experiences. It can be here in Sydney. It could be interstate. It could be anywhere. I once had an incredible train, train trip, uh, Liam. I went to, a few years ago, I went to Amsterdam, and uh, it was morning. So I went out, and I uh, thought, I'll just go to the cafe, have a coffee, and then... I got on the train, and then I, I uh, when I realised that I was on the train, I was in Frankfurt, Germany. <laughs> That's a weird thing to happen. I'd just been in Amsterdam, and all of a sudden, I was in Germany on a train. I went, that is so weird. I don't even remember getting on the train. What a, uh, what a crazy place Europe is. Where had you come from? Come from Amsterdam. Ah, oh, that money's right. Sorry, I come from Amsterdam. I was just over there visiting Rudy. Ah, oh, no, so Rudy. Just, we're looking for we're train just stories. Having, I should having a little coffee at Rudy's house. Train stories. One triple three five three. Give us your best.
You bunch of train nerds. This is fantastic. Taking your calls on one triple three five three. We just spoke to Colin. He took one hundred. He took sixteen hours to travel to one hundred and seventy eight train stations in this city. What a bloody legend. And then I took it too far by suggesting he might have had a mail order bride. And I'd like to apologize for that. He doesn't. It was a stupid thing to say. It was fun. But that's <laughs> not, that is not the point. We're taking your calls about train journeys you've had, anything to do with trains, whatever it could be. It doesn't have to be you on a train, just trains. Just trains. You might have gone and seen the band train and been really disappointed. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. You might have gone there for just for a few simple drops from teardrops from Jupiter, Jupiter or whatever it was. Or the other song they had. That, I don't know. Uh, I don't um, even get the I think there was two. I don't even get the one they were famous for, right? I think it's called Drops, drops of, of Jupiter. Jupiter. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> You've just gone there to get yourself some casual drops of Jupiter. If you're, this, if you're that singer from Train, give us a call. But you're we're after train stories. Let's be honest, you're probably listening. <laughs> Stell in Cronulla. G'day. Hey buddy, how are you? Really good indeed. All right, give us your train story. So uh, I used to live out, I'm in Cronulla now, but I used to live out in Penrith and um, I work in the city. Uh, so I used to get the express train back home from work every uh, every every night pretty much. And yep. uh, after a Friday, I have a few, few beers with the um, the work colleagues, jumped on express train, um, maybe too many beers, fell asleep, uh, ended up in, uh, what, nearing Katoomba. So cool. last station I woke up to was Lura. So it's the next stop, Katoomba. Yep. I'm like, all right, I, I thought I was in the shit. Anyway, I turn around um, to my right, and no joke, there's a guy in full, fully dressed in army gear, taking a dump on the chair next to me, like just curled up what? on the chair, taking a dump. <laughs> what? I've got photos to prove it too, so I can send it to you later. No, <laughs> no video, no, though, no, you know what? Hang on, I'll just check with my producers. <laughs> Are we okay for soldiers taking a dump on a train? Photos? No, nah, that's good stuff. Yeah. We've got a few. Thank you. <laughs> Mate, <laughs> hang on a second. I don't think he was a soldier. He was just one of the. He's just a mountain mountaineer. Oh, okay. No offense, anyone from the mountains, but okay. he was a special character. Okay. Well, clearly, so he's not a member of our defence forces, which is is fantastic. No. He's very reassuring because I don't want to be rude, but if the North Koreans ever come, I don't need a guy to take a dump to fix the problem. Uh, Stel, that's exactly what we're asking for. Thank you very much. It was weird. It it's not how I thought it would end. Uh, but uh, is that we got Robbie. Robbie? Robbie on the Central Coast. Hello, mate. Yeah, how you going? How you going, boys? Very good, good indeed. Robbie. Train story. Um, yeah, I used to, I worked for Sydney Trains, and um, I used to be a driver in Sydney. And um, about early two thousands, uh, one of my mates was driving down the North Shore on a train, and he seen a flash, and he got shot at by oh. a gun. Yeah, they got the bullet out of the lock of the door. What asshole would shoot at a train driver? Ah, oh, would you say North oh, Shore? No. I'll tell you where that's come from, Kirribilli. That's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> you know probably what? one of those politicians. Politicians. Yeah. They've got yeah. blind. They've got blind. They've pulled out the old 303 and just gone, let's have a ping at the train as it comes by. Like, sh- I bet you can't well. shoot that Tangara, John Howard. The irony of you shooting a Tangara with a weapon that you've had criminalised. Incredible. Yeah, it was a Tangara, actually. It was probably late. I was wondering if we don't get shot at more often. Mate, I'm not, but, making, um... I'm not making this stuff up. No, no, well, no, no. I am. That's incredible. Well, thank you, Robbie. That's good to. That was a good story. I didn't expect to be shot at. Who's shooting at trains? I just told you. Yeah, well, politicians. Okay. <laughs> they're, they're upset because they found out they're no longer eligible to be politicians because they hold dual citizenship. Yeah, I'll oh, just tell you really, really quick. It's kind of grim. If it's about you shooting at a train. No, it's war history. Okay, okay and a bit of Australian history. So learn about this. Right? Everybody get comfortable. In the fir- <clears throat> in the First World War, when we committed to uh, war against Turkey. Uh-huh there was a group of Turkish immigrants who were living in Broken Hill or around the area of Broken Hill. And when they heard that war broke out, they all went out and got guns and they shot people on trains, uh, travelling on trains. 
shot at him. So when you decided to share that story, I thought it was a good idea. How did you I, think I this t- would end? I totally thought it was a good idea. All right. And when it was coming out of my mouth, I went, "You're doing that again, Mez." <laughs> Shut up, <laughs> Graham in Cranebrook. Yes, thank you. Or well, Trainbrook, have you got a story oh. for us? Yes, <clears throat> thanks for the history lesson. That was quite good. I'm sorry, Graham. It wasn't, Graham. Don't encourage you. You know what I'm like? I'm like a drunk who's not drinking. It's not right. Okay, let's go. Um, Calicotta train from State of Origin a few years back. The train stopped just out of Homebush for no apparent reason. And all my mates and I heard this young girl turn around and say to a friend, I think the train's run out of coal. (laughs) 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 Yes. Yes. It's good to see, because that, that, that proves two things, right, for the state government, Graham. Number one, our transport system is failing. Number two, so is our education system. Sadly, road rage is an epidemic in this city. It's a tough city to live in. We know that. We talk about it. It is hard. Everything's expensive. You get screwed at every turn. And the tolls, oh, it's, it's hard. People get upset when they're on the roads. Road rage is up. There's been a couple of instances, a horrible instance up on the uh Central Coast, where a woman, a, a, a man hit a woman. That was just disgraceful. Another punch up uh, in Sydney, in Sydney's west, uh, between two groups of two men. And uh, this is in Maryland's, and uh, there was two blokes in high vis got out of a car. It was all being filmed, um, and they had a punch up with two blokes who were in a uh, hatchback. That's not a cat pairing. Oh, tradies now. Oh. Yeah, one of the men used the vehicle almost like a battering ram or an attempted battering ram. It might have been just doing it just to divide him. Anyway, it's not great. And road rage is a bit of a drama. We always get it. Look, I'm not going to lie. Even now, I, I get a bit upset on the roads. Yeah, you get a bit upset on the roads. But you, that, that, is not a, that is not a rational way to respond. No, it's not. It's just not. Like, mate, geez, I, I've got a temper and I can blow up. But I, I, you don't, you've got to know where to just not go too far and even verbally you just don't go too far because you know it, it just can escalate and this city everyone's tight and intense and everyone wants to get home and just wear high visit home you know <laughs> these guys just want to get home and just sit on the couch with some high vis and just be seen from a, a great distance but in their lounge room they get upset i've got some tips i'm joined by maddie and liam um in my studio this afternoon and boys i've got some tips for you um if you do have a a predilection to get fired up. Oh, so these right? are tips to help you both road you boys rage. drive. Both of you lads drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Do you ever get road rage, Matty? Yeah. Uh, oh, I, You're too passive. Yeah, yeah. You're too passive. Yeah. I, I don't. Really, I don't really even use the horn. Yeah. People like you shit me. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> Made me angry. Maybe, Maybe, but you're giving me road rage inside a studio talking about road rage because you won't get angry. But I, think the one, I think the one that you're getting angry at is me. Yeah. Yeah, you, sp- you are. You're that person. <laughs> you spend enough you're that time. calm. Yeah. It doesn't matter how passive and, and calm you are. You spend enough time in the car on Sydney roads He's- and you're going to be prone to a bit of road rage. Okay. So what you need to do is you need to defuse it. The, right, the How situation. do we defuse it, Miss? Okay, I've got some tips here, right? If okay. you just take the moment, Sydney, and think about this. If you're driving right now in traffic and somebody cuts you off or they just can't merge or, you know, you don't like their car, whatever it is, before you get into a road rage situation, just do these very simple and quick things and bang, 
Road rage. Oh, okay. It'll right. kill it. Dead. I'm ready Dead. to get out of my car. Takes I'm the angry. oxygen. Takes the oxygen away from the fire. Hear what I'm saying? Okay, number one. Somebody just cut you off. You're angry. You're about to go into road rage. Call your kid and ask them, what's the main character of Frozen? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, you do that. <laughs> Because you, you don't remember, yeah. but if I was to ring up my daughter and say, King, what's the main character of Frozen? She, Daddy, it's Elsa, or whatever it is. I think yeah. it's Elsa. It's Elsa. Yeah. Sister, yeah. Is it? yeah, yeah, whatever. See, but, and then you go, oh, All right. how, how school did I, darling? And she goes, yeah. it was good. That'd work. What Done. if you don't have a kid? Okay, this is a good one. Think with your stomach. Just go, oh, I'm going to kill that person. Oh, hang on a second. I need to order some Thai food. And then you just oh. go, oh, hang on. What am I going to have? Am I going to have noodles? That'll work. I'm Chicken. immediately thinking about yeah, pad thai. Bang, yeah. pad thai. And yeah. then you start thinking, do I have prawns or will they be dodgy? Will I get the dodgy prawn and tomorrow be on a crapper all day? By the time <laughs> you do that, the car's gone. Yeah. You are out of a road uh, road situation. Okay, yeah. what if what if you're not hungry or what if you don't like Thai food? Uh, well, if you're not hungry, then this one won't help you. Find that barley sugar or that lolly you dropped, the minty. You know, like you just <laughs> drop one, it's gone under the seat. And you know it's there. And you just think, oh, that'll get vacuumed up one day. No, don't. Go and get it. Okay. It's, a, it's the healthy treat that will stop a fire. All right. So I don't have kids. I'm not hungry and okay. I'm um, aller- I'm hyperglycemic. What's, okay. What are your next tips? Okay. Okay. If you, if you have a device in your car, like a, an iPad or a phone, Google an image of a pelican eating a seagull. <laughs> oh, man. It is. I swear to God, by the time you get out of that K-hole... <laughs> It will be midnight and there'll be no cars on the road and you will have been towed away because that stuff is the gift that just keeps on giving. That's right. A pelican eating a seagull. Amazing. All right. So okay. you've covered all bases, but okay. what about people who don't have any of those things okay. or don't have smartphones? Okay. Okay. Uh, Doobie Brothers. You're just this saying hit this as your in case of road raid, break in case of emergency. How's this not? I'm going to kill you. No, I'm not. <laughs> it's going to take these synth vibes. <laughs> I was going to kill you, but I don't know why the synth kicks in here. Road rage has gone up since we stopped playing this sort of music here it's, on the show. It's, it's, not, it's, it's, sort of, it's not exactly killing in the name of it. It's not going to inspire you to go on a punching rampage, no. is it? No. But you see, what it is, it's just about putting that time in there before you can react in a kind of violent way or an aggressive way. And finally, you know, as that circuit breaker between you and getting out of your car and committing to road rage, just put in there with a little bit of quick self-pleasuring. No. Just, what? what? Just hold in on. In a car, just a quick one. Just, no. a, just <laughs> whack it out. Just, you know. Now, this like, is risky. That's not for men as well. That could be for women as well. Now, this I'm is, not, what? This just is risky quick, because. because it's pre- risky. No, risky. It doesn't have to be risky, executive mate. We don't producer, Executive producer, Maddie normally is out there answering the phones for us, but he's in the studio. James from Irvington's called through. Now, Merrick, you've just thrown out a bunch of Mate, advice. we're not giving them away. So it's not a prize. I want to see, James, have you found any of that useful? That was absolute bullshit, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was bullshit. You're kidding, mate. Isn't it a pity there? Bernard Fanning from his new album, what Brutal you, Dawn. What did you say off air, Max? I reckon that's my song of the year. I'll say that straight out. That has been my favourite new song this year. Absolute crack. And they track, reformed at Splendour over the weekend. Yeah, Powderfinger played at Splendour on the weekend. Except the drummer. Except for Cogsy, who didn't get the invite. Found out via text message. Whoa, wow. That's, that's like brutal. It's like being dumped by a girl when you're 13. <laughs> Not by text. I don't know. I haven't been dumped by a 13-year-old girl by text for a long time. I mean, months. Um, a joke there. Okay, let's move on. So the solo man...
uh, from the original solo ads. There was a couple of solo mm. men. So one of the solo men's, uh, men, Mark Cotellis, uh, has been in a bit of trouble. He's been arrested in Cambodia for using and selling the drug ice. And of course, <sighs> for young people, if you don't know what the drink solo is, get your head around this. Yeah! You've got to work it hard to be a solo man! You're going to take the lead and make the yeah. others follow you. I'm following that lead. You've been shaped to be a solo Damn man! Damn right! When you got Get it shaped! Extra tangy lemon yeah. solo. Light on the fizz so you can slam, slam it down fast. You face the challenge. <laughs> You've earned the reward. You've got to crack a solo. That is one of the best songs <laughs> ever written of all time. And what a great way to, to make an ad and go, let's waste about 10 seconds of commercial airtime with a stupid guitar solo that goes nowhere. <laughs> How good is that? It's really, it's a sad story though, because this guy, Mark Kudlis, has been charged in Cambodia for using and selling and trafficking the drug ice. He he missed an opportunity, Mez. He missed an opportunity to get caught trafficking coke. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would have just gone. Branding opportunity. Absolutely. I mean, he could have got, I mean, Coca-Cola, of course, is what you mean there. Uh, What's sad there is it's always a waste when you see somebody with so much natural moustache talent throwing it away. (laughs) He had so much going for him. Tom Selleck didn't waste it. Nah, that bloke here, the most wicked Mutang, and he just went, nah, I'm going to throw this away. I don't care for that. It's really sad. You know, you hear that song, it brings back great memories, and now it's been tarnished slightly, or possibly some forever, by the fact that this man has been using the illicit drug, ice, the speed, the horrible drug that Mm. it is. And now some people's memories will be tainted and they're going to be tainted even further with my rendition of the solo man on ice singing the song. You gotta cook that man to be a solo man. You gotta make the speed and avoid those carbons. You gotta be off traps to be a solo man. And when you've got a pipe for it. You gotta smoke a solo. Extra methy lemon solo. Light on the fist so you can smoke it down fast. You face border patrol. You earn the reward. You gotta crack a solo. Pretty, sh- pretty sure that's an offence I've committed there. Been great having a company. Uh, see you again tomorrow. Lawrence Mooney's in, so whatever we've done today won't look anywhere near as bad when compared to what Moon Man's going to bring tomorrow. See you then. Thank you for visiting Merrickville. If you missed anything during your stay, subscribe to the Merrickville podcast on iTunes or with your favourite Android app. 104.9 Triple M.